Welcome back to the Student at a Game podcast. I'm your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. All right, so on this episode of our scary movie review, we're going to talk about a movie that has a very iconic horror character in it who goes by the name of Pinhead. Pinhead, all right? The name of the movie is called Hellraiser. You know, it took me a while to actually see the in the the, the entire movie of Hellraiser, the, to, the, the the total, you know, the whole movie, because like as a kid, like that was a movie. Whenever it would come on and I would see him, I would just change the channel because that that just scared the crap out of me. That man who has all these pins in his face and he's just talking like it's normal. He's not screaming like, ah, ah, he's not screaming it or at all or anything, right? So, it took me a while to get the courage to watch this movie. I didn't watch this movie until I was probably, in, like, in college. I was probably, like, 20, 21 years old. I said, you know what, man, let me go ahead and watch this. And I'm not going to lie, after I watched the first one, I ended up watching the second one and the third one, Okay. And I'm like, okay, I, I, this movie here, the plot was a lot different than I anticipated, okay? You know, but um, Hellraiser, you know, you know, Pinhead, you know, whenever you see, like, the, the poster, you know, I would see that poster and it have Pinhead on there. And I'm like, man, this is, this is scary. I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't even want to look at that thing. I do not even want to look at that, that dude, that monster. I don't know what kind of powers he have or whatever, but I cannot look at him. I can look at Jason Voorhees. I can look at Freddy. I can look at Michael Myers. Eventually, I got to the point where I can look at Chucky. Um, but I, I just could not look. I could look at the Wolfman, Dracula, all of them. Squid Monster, whatever, you know. But I could not look at Pinhead. And that's so gangster about Pinhead is that I knew Pinhead's name. And I knew that he's not meant to be played with, but I haven't watched the movie. <laughs> I refuse to watch it, but I finally mustered up the urge to watch it. I mean, I yeah, finally mustered up the urge to watch it, okay? But Hellraiser is a 1987 British, British horror movie written and directed by the great Clive Barker, all right? And it was produced by Christopher Figg. Now, the, the movie is based off Clive Barker's novel called The Hellbound Heart. Okay, this film here marked Barker's directorial debut. Okay, and the film, it has, it features a puzzle box which summons, summons the Cenobites. The Cenobites are a murderous group from another dimension who cannot differentiate between pain and pleasure. That's scary. That means they cannot tell the difference between pain and pleasure. Who would want to be a part of that group? Who would... I, man, I do not... <laughs> like, run for your lives if you ever come across people like that. Alright? Run for your lives. Okay? But, um, yeah, this movie here, um... You know, the movie starts off, okay, um... We meet the character named Frank Cotton, all right? Frank Cotton, he purchases the puzzle box from someone, okay? And 
Frank, he takes the box back to his crib and he goes in the attic. You know, and in his attic, it's a clear room and stuff. And he solves the puzzle. After he solves the puzzle, chains come out of nowhere and rips him apart. And then later, the room is, all of a sudden, you see a bunch of swinging chains and and everything covered with with pieces of his body you know a, a black robe figure picks up the box and takes the box back to its original form and the room goes back to where it was before before all this mess okay so that right there it's like okay what in the world do, did i just watch what is this like seriously what in the world did i just watch i'm freaking out here Okay, so now we, we fast forward, well, yeah, we fast forward to um, Frank's brother, Larry. I'm not sure who's the oldest or the youngest, but it looks more like Larry is the oldest, okay? All right, and he is, he plans on doing a rebuild of the house that Frank was apparently living in, all right? And he has no idea where Frank is at, I mean, so it's like, okay, you're not going to touch base with your brother, so it's, it's. Larry and his wife Julia, Julia Gulia. No, not Julia Gulia. That's the wedding singer. But um, they end up moving in the house, and Frank. Well, excuse me, Larry. He wants his teenage daughter, Christy. Kirsty. Her name's Kirsty. I keep saying Christy. Kirsty to stay with them, but she lives at her own place, and you know, you can tell she wants to be at her own place because she wants her freedom. She's old enough. She's a young adult, so she doesn't. Wants to be up under daddy's rule and thumb. Alright. So. As Larry and the movers. Were moving. Furniture upstairs. Larry. Hits his. Hits, cuts his hand. On a nail. That was sticking out through the doorway. The doorway. The doorway. Entryway. Okay. And. Blood is just gushing. And. You know what. On this part. Now. You could tell a lot about a marriage when, or whether or not if somebody care for some for the other person when one of them gets hurt. So Larry, he cuts his hand and he's bleeding, and it's a lot of blood pouring out. And he's walking up to his wife, and she's just walking backwards, giving that look like, "What happened to you? Get away from me!" And he's like, "Can you can you help me? Can you wrap this up?" And I'm like, "Wow." There's tension right here. Whoa. And it I'm just thinking like if I'm cut especially like that, I don't need to ask my wife to come wrap that up. You know, I don't even think most strangers, you know, most strangers will come to help you and wrap that up. But she had she act like get this dude away from me. But anyways, um they get it situated and they go to the doc to the hospital. Okay. And they come back, but well, while they're they are gone, as the blood is dropping on the floor, the house absorbs the blood. It absorbs the blood, and then all of a sudden, you see something happening in in that room. And that was the same room that that Frank was in when he got slaughtered or whatever. Okay, we disappeared. And all of a sudden, it start. You see a skeleton start to form, 
And that's when I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, oh, snap. So this is what's happening. Okay, I'm like, this took a little bit of turn. It's not what I was anticipating, but okay, this is interesting. I'm locking loaded on this movie, okay? So, but the blood ends up resurrecting Frank's corpse, okay? All right? So what happens is, Julia hears a noise upstairs, and as she get, enters the room, um, what happens is, Frank shuts the door and he crawls all the way to her and it scares her and he says look away and he's calling her name he's saying Julia and she's like who are you and he said it's Frank and she's looking like Frank and she's looking like what the hell happened to you and he's, he's once again he said stop looking at me <laughs> he said I need I need more blood you know and she's like how am I going to get you more blood he said get me more blood or whatever you know so what happens is <laughs> throughout the course of the movie Julia, she goes to bars and find men and bring bring them to the house one by one, murders them so Frank can absorb their body. And that and the more he absorbs, that brings him closer to healing. Okay? And he explained to her that you have to hurry up because the Cenobites will come for him. They will realize that he's gone. Alright, so that's why I'm like, oh snap. I'm like, okay. This took another turn. I wasn't expecting this. I'm like, this is a whole lot. I'm like, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, you know what? I could have watched this movie as a kid, but but when you see the posters once again of Hellraiser, you see Pinhead and you thinking, man, I'm thinking that dude there is coming in your dreams, or you wake up at night and ah, Pinhead's right in your face and dun, 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 dun. you know, but that's not the case. Pinhead don't bother you. If you don't bother you if you don't mess with the box. And I, I don't want to mess with any box that's talking about pleasure and pain. All I hear is pain. No, that's all right. I'll pass. I'll pass for real. Okay. <laughs> I mean that that that's so amazing. But yeah, I could have I would I could have definitely tolerated this movie as a kid. Like I don't think I would have been as afraid as I anticipated I was. But that poster, man, like. Some some movies need to like minimize the horror, the scariness of their posters, and mo maybe more people will see it. Or maybe I was just a scary cat, or whatever. You know. But what happens is, um, you know, by this part of the movie, we, we know that Kirsty is not a big fan of Julia. Julia's her stepmother, and she's not a fan of her just because she's a stepmother. It's because Julia is not a very good person. She's just not a good person, okay? I mean, she's messing around over her husband with his brother. It's like, golly, it's bad enough you messing around with him, but with his brother? Are you serious? Still married him. But, you know, and so what happens is Julia, she she goes home and she sees, um, well, here's the thing. She had dinner with her dad, and the dad was talking about some weird things at, with the house, but he was like, he thinks Julia is attached to the house. So Kirsty is kind of like, what? Attached to the house. So she goes to investigate to see what's going on. And, you know, she I don't even think she was anticipating or expecting to see Julia bringing up some random guy in the house like that. And so she sees and she looks from afar. And what happens is this dude here, and I feel bad for this dude, like the dude, uh, before the dude died, he ended up seeing what was coming for him and it was 
Frank. He's not in full full form, but it was Frank. And see, oh, and right before this, it got to the point where Frank was willing to kill his own brother because, lone, oh, because of course, Julia and Larry, because, you know, they decide to engage with one another because, I mean, hey, they are married. That's all. That's all. They're all married or whatever, right? And out of jealousy, he was willing to kill his brother, but julia saw that that was happening she told him to stop okay stop stop i'll do anything and so larry is like what are you talking about next thing you like me and now all of a sudden you don't so he has no idea what's going on but anyway so by the time um so we go back to when kirsty she goes up there and she sees what happens she well she didn't see what happened but she could hear something going on and what was going on was is the gentleman who got knocked out he wasn't able to move, but his eyes was open. He could see Frank coming to him in his skeleton form, and Frank absorbed him, and now he is to the point where he's starting to become fully healed, okay? And what happens is, is that as Kirsty came up there, she sees Frank and stuff, and she sees what's going on, and Frank grabs her, and he's still not in full, full form yet. He's very, very creepy. He's like, hey, it's your Uncle Frank. You remember me? You've grown up, blah, blah, blah. And so she got away from him, and she, he tried to corner her, but she grabbed the box, threw the box outside the window, and then she got the hell out of Dodge, right? And she was just in so full of shock, and she's walking down the street, and she passed out. Fortunately, there were some good Samaritans around her and they came and they helped her got her to a hospital so while at the hospital okay the hospital they're like okay well what's going on and stuff and she ends up escaping and getting up out the hospital and by the time she gets back you know she says she gotta say you know she's thinking I gotta save my dad he's gonna get my dad and she gets inside and what seems to be his her dad at first you know, she's like, Dad, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine, baby, I'm fine. But as the audience, you could tell what's going on because his head is has blood on it and stuff like that. And what happened was is that Frank ended up absorbing his brother. Okay, end up absorbing him. So he's fully healed. And so that right there, I'm like, man, that's 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 pretty messed up, man. That that's beyond messed up. That's your brother, man. That is beyond messed up. I mean, I thought I thought Cain did Abel wrong. Man. <sighs> that was cold. That was very, very cold, you know. Um But when when Christy was at the hospital, she was messing with the box and the Cenobites were coming for her. And but she told them, she said, Hey, you know about Frank Cotton? She said, Hey, Frank Cotton, I I can get you Frank Cotton. He escaped y'all. And Pinhead was like, hmm, okay, okay. So, you know, Pinhead seems to be reasonable. You know, he's not very 100% sadistic, you know. But, you know, that's when I'm like, okay, well, you can negotiate with him, all right? You know, because he said when he arrived and what was gangster about it, he says, you know, she says, an angel to others, demon to others. <laughs> she must come to hell, you know, because she opened the box. All right.
But, you know, after she realized what happens about her father getting killed, you know, that, you know, she ends up, um, her and Frank end up playing a cat and mouse game, and she ends up luring Frank to, um, in a room where, well, actually, no, 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 hold up, before that part came, you know what happened? Alright, so, you had Frank and Julia, you know, they was trying to corner Kirsty. And then what happened was is that Frank grabbed his knife and he was getting ready to stab Kirsty. But Kirsty did a little nice maneuver and flipped Julia around and then bam, Frank ends up stabbing Julia. And Frank said, this is nothing personal and stuff. And I'm like, that's just some cold-ish to say right there. So Julia's dead. All right, Julia's dead. She's gone. All right, so Frank, he starts to chase where Kirsty is at. She's upstairs in that attic room. And he's talking his noise. I'm going to get you, blah, blah, blah. Come to daddy. Of course, because he has her dad's face. So it's Larry's face, but it's really Frank, all right? And then, hey, guess what? All of a sudden, Pinhead and the Cenobites arrive. Pinheads and, and the Cenobites arrive. And um, they, um, they end up hooking the chains back on Frank. And then they ripped him to shreds, and that's the end of Frank. No more Uncle Frank, right? <laughs> and so I'm thinking, okay, if everything is over. Okay, she got them their soul back, you know, from the guy who escaped in Frank and stuff. So I'm thinking, all right, it's, net, it's done. It's done, okay? But then... But then one of the Cenobites tried to get Kirsty. You know, they tried to get her. And I'm like, hold up, man. See, Pinhead, see, that? that's not cool. That's not cool, man. You, like, she brought you Frank back. And here's the thing. By bring, by her bringing Frank back, that allows y'all to save face wherever y'all go, whatever realm y'all from. Because if they somebody find out that you have people escaping from y'all, well, then all hell's going to break loose, literally. Because what's supposed to be kept down in hell, y'all allowing it to raise, to come up. You know, so that would be embarrassing. But, you know what I'm saying? She, um, they, they still came after her. And I'm like, this is messed up. This is messed up, all right? So, but she ends up manipulating the box. All right? And then, after she manipulated the box, you know, it ended up sending the pinhead and the other Cenobites back to hell. Okay, and Kirsty's boyfriend, Steve, like, he, I appreciate him going in there to help, and he, that's what you're supposed to do, man. But he went in there, and, like, he almost unnecessarily got killed, because it was one more Cenobite that almost stabbed him. But what happened was, the ceiling had collapsed and fell down on him. And I'm like, that would have been messed up had that dude had to die right there. But I'm glad he came in there, he helped this woman. And, you know, we're only talking about part one right here, but as I'm watching that, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? I hope they end up I hope they end up getting married or something or being special friends or something or still keep in touch because something like that when you go through something like that with someone you just can't just break it off that easy you know it's like man we we fought Cenobites together you know what I'm saying we fought Cenobites from hell and your uncle from hell together <laughs> oh man but what they get out the house and then all of a sudden some creature skeleton looking creature with wings comes and flies off with the box and then the movie ends with another guy at that same table from the beginning, you know, 
asking another gentleman in front of him, okay, what's your pleasure, sir? You know, with the box in between them. And I'm like, man, that's, here we go again, right? So that lets you know it's going to be a sequel. Of course, the movie came out in the 80s, so we already know there is a sequel, but we're speaking on the behalf, let's say, if this was our first time watching this movie, okay? But man, this this movie here, man, it like the 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 this whole Cenobite stuff, like I'm like, wow, this is uh, like the lesson learned. Don't mess with a, a a Pandora's box, man. Don't mess with some strange box. You know, leave that stuff alone. It's not worth it, people. It's not worth it. It's not worth your life. It's not worth your soul. It's not worth your spirit. You know. But this was, you know, it ended up spawning off eight or nine sequels. Okay. And um, this movie here, I mean, hey, you know, I'm, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, like I said, I thought Pinhead was going to be going around slashing people, popping up in your dreams. You know, I remember hearing about a possible crossover event that they was going to do where it would have been like... Um, Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Okay. And they would have had some they somehow they would have brought in Pinhead. Okay, so the premise The premise was gonna be where Okay. Let's see. Alright, so you remember I don't know if you, if you've seen Jason Goes to Hell at the end of it, Freddy Cougar's hand comes up and pulls Jason in because at that time Freddy was already in Freddy was already in hell. Okay? He was a Freddy was dead. You know, that Freddy's dead came up about three or four years before Jason goes to hell. Well, about two years. Okay. Yeah, 91 and 93. And so the whole premise was going to be that alright. Freddy and Jason, they come, they escape from hell. Alright, and then what happens is by the movie's end, Pinhead and the Cenobites come and pull Jason and Freddy back to hell. Okay? And I'm like, huh, okay. But, I mean, that would have been cool, but of course they wasn't able to do that because, you know, you have licensing and money and different companies that own diff different characters. At that time, I believe Paramount had owned... Now, New Line Cinema had acquired Jason or Paramount had acquired Freddy, one of them. But yeah, that that would have but it would have been pretty cool. And I, I believe they have a comic based on that. But that would have been real cool and interesting to see, you know. Have a Hellraiser, Friday the thirteenth, and Nightmare on Am Street crossover event. You know, that would have been epic to see. But you know what? That's it. Thank you all for listening. Um The scary movie reviews have been awesome and incredible. And I think what I'm gonna do now. I'm, I think even after, you know what, after October, I'm still going to talk scary movies. All right. I'm still going to talk scary movies because guess what? There are so many scary movies that I did not get a chance to talk about in the month of October. You know, there's still more sequels to Freddy Krueger, Jason, that I wanted to talk about. Even the other sequels for Hellraiser, you know, there's the It franchise, you know, there's some of my favorite slasher movies, Sleepaway Camp with one of the best endings ever real okay but um we're gonna we we're gonna continue to do more scary movie reviews okay but i greatly appreciate you all for listening thank you all for listening to the game podcast 
peace out. Oh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Peace.